1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant and the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves, flashing the shot, what a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. <laughs> Look at the first guy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. And yes, Callum, we are late to the 200th episode. There we go. <laughs> uh, Dan Bayless is here. Uh, hello, everybody. That is how much it's changed in however many years it is. Harry's now got a child and uh, <laughs> I had to deal with that before the, before the show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like slightly different intro there. Uh, it is, yeah, 200th episodes. Also, five years to the day since I sent the lads round what I th- had made to be the the what is our opening theme. So if you listen on the podcast, you would have just heard that. Um, yeah, five years ago. Um, time has flown by. And I mean, we, we, we couldn't look any different, I suppose, as a, as a team and what's happened in the last five years. I don't think we would ever have imagined, I think, especially when we started the podcast. Um, but maybe I think just, just to start off to have some self-indulgence um, for ourselves and just have a look back on what our, what our favourite parts of the last five years have been um you know we've met people like aaron through the podcast um we thought when we met up that he was going to kill us and <laughs> he didn't so that is <laughs> that is good um but harry let's, let's let's start with you um you know what what's a standout moment from the last half a decade before i mention that it's just mad we were it weren't planned, but when we started the podcast was when Nuno took over, so we couldn't have started it at a better time, could we? But um, I mean, the obvious one is Turin, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, yeah, I don't... when it was it fans better the time that sponsored the podcast, give us some money to do the uh, what was it, Gran Torino? So I went in the car, you like flew, <laughs> we had a race to, to Turin, like Top Gear style. That was incredible, and obviously the best away game we've ever been to. In it, let's be honest. Yeah. That was absolutely mental, and it, it was very, very annoying because we we took public transport and managed to lose. <laughs> so, um, what did we, we did do? Then we have, we flew to <laughs> we, did, yeah. we got we too hammered in Switzerland. That was a problem. Yeah, we flew to Zurich and then got a bus from Zurich to Milan, and then a train from Milan yeah. to Turin, and then walked into a bar to find a zombie Harry Mansell ordering beers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I've done an all-nighter, basically, with Seb, our friend Seb, who's been on the podcast in the early days, and we drove straight through. I think we had about an hour's sleep in the back of the car, but uh, yeah, never again, because I nearly died after the game. Um, What did Jack... Did Jack go straight to Reading Festival, I think? So he... Was he hanging Is about Turin? Turin. Oh, like, yes. I think he so. He didn't sleep. I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a 2 a.m. Yeah. bus, didn't he, to get to an airport to... It was mad. And then Bayliss had to drive the car back and interrupted me trying to sleep in the back for about, what, probably about 15 hours sleep. It was, it was glorious. Across the Alps, <laughs> got woken up every now and again for a toilet break. It was fantastic. That, that drive was so difficult and bad. It actually made my eyes bleed. You yeah, know, you like hear that as a joke. It genuinely <laughs> did. It did actually, yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite um, moment, what, Bayliss? What were the other, um, <laughs> Playing at Molyneux. Like, we're all terrible at football, but that was a, uh, the worst. Uh, Jack's the worst a lot right there. I'm not going to do myself a disservice. Jack's the worst. Um, but that was unbelievable. Just He's very bad. Getting out there. Shout out to Fancast for that, for sorting that as well. Yeah, good work, lads. That was unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. Um, the awards night, that was pretty cool. Mm. Believe it or not, how did that happen? Yeah, that was quite early on, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was Football Content Awards. Was that... I'm trying to think when that was. Was that 2018? I think. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, think about that, yeah. Yeah, sitting well, on... Uh, it was quite funny because we sat on a table next to Darren Fletcher, the BT Sport head commentator. <laughs> Harry sits down next to him, doesn't know who he is. Says, oh, I really like Robbie Savage. He's presenting tonight. And it's when Darren Fletcher had fallen out with Robbie Savage. <laughs> so <laughs> it's that, that awkward silence. They had the BT Sport show, didn't they? Uh, Fletcher and Savage. Fletcher Savage. Yeah. And I mentioned yeah. that, and it was a bit of a frosty subject at the time. Signing okay, Tomato so Bayless, someone's put in the comments. Is that one of the highlights I of the podcast? I think of a few better ones. Um, that was an unbelievable night. Like, one, he was a top bloke. Him and mm. his missus sat on the table with us, and they were really nice. He went and got us a round of beers, and then we realised it was an open bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then we got stuck into the open up. bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, some good memories. I can't believe it's been five years, though. How quick has that five years gone since we started? I can't believe that Ruben Neves is still here. Yeah, there's one thing. Signed him That's, as we started the you podcast. Know, he's he's, he's the one player, years. actually, that, that has been the same throughout the entire podcast. And he is the only one left, isn't he? But maybe Bonatini, technically. I don't and know, is he left? Typical podcast style. Trying. We're not all here for the 200th episode, so there we go. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, Jack's in Rome looking at a really old wall. Uh, he did text today saying, you know, once you've seen one old bit of wall, you've kind of seen them all. But I think he's just ticking boxes with the missus. Uh, anyway, uh, nice to recap on that. Um, let's get into all things Wolves. Uh, Harry, first win of the season, first win in the Premier League since April. Um, God. It doesn't matter how they go in, just that they do. Um, I'd rather Pedence does something that he doesn't mean to do than try and miss um just your thoughts on that win to start off with because it was so so important oh yeah the the pressure going into it was absolutely massive on bruno and it was a nervy game i thought i was happy with the starting lineup the new the new player sasha coming into the, the the forward line and he only lasted 45 minutes as we all know and didn't do much to be honest but it's hard to judge him off 45 minutes and we're not going to get much chance to judge him again, are we, after his uh, ACL injury? But it was such a relief getting that goal at the end of the first half, especially after um, Neto's missed. 
when Neto missed that big chance, I just thought this ain't going to be our day. And Southampton did have their moments, especially second half with uh, Che Adams hitting the hitting. Well, it was handball, wasn't it? The one and when he hit the bar after. But a really important win, and it could have just if we'd have conceded late, like we did against Newcastle. This would be a very, very different podcast. But thankfully, we got over the line. And as we all predicted last week, we said we'd win. Well, we thought we'd win. But we also said it'll definitely be a very, very nervy occasion. And thankfully, our defence held out. Um, Bayliss, it, it was one of those, wasn't it, where you think, oh, thank God we've got Gladys because um, Raul had pulled his groin in the warm-up. He was meant to start. And obviously then, as a precaution, is sitting in the stands uh and i don't know what happens it just it just goes isn't it it's like one of those where you, you're looking at the replays and going where's it happened and how's it happened yeah he twisted on a standing leg didn't he when you look at it back which is bad hmm. um but 340 grand a minute money well spent <laughs> <laughs> absolute bargain just um, that when you look at his injury record it really isn't very good at all is it though ankle problem uh, 11 days he missed coronavirus calf problems shoulder injury was out for 130 days missed 16 games for Stuttgart uh, cruciate missed 28 games uh, out for 262 days syndesmotic ligament tear 108 days Jesus. knee problems he's actually when two, you look when you look at ACL the list before. when you look at uh, yeah when you look at it actually it's not brilliant and I know the commentary team um because I, I watched it online um was saying actually this this player would probably be worth a lot more money if it wasn't for his injury record Harry and just looking at that you think that's actually one hell of a gamble for the club to take and obviously it, it's backfired yeah but as we know they do like their uh well you say cheap but he wasn't the most money, was as you mentioned. But it has backfired, and someone's just put in the comments, Ponce de Leon. I'll get it up. This is a great point, to be fair. They kept him on. He, he was literally that when, when so that's Tedent's, a big investment slash asset should the medical team allowed to finish the, the half. A good point. And when Pedent scored that goal, he had a torn ACL when he was stood in the middle, ready for the tapping. So, you know, when you, when you look at it like that, fair play to him to, to carry on and. It's going to be at least six months out, isn't it? If if all goes well with an injury like at that, least. so it's um it's devastating. But as we know, <laughs> we're going to be getting the big man in. So maybe uh, it's a blessing in disguise. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. We will talk about that shortly. Um, but Jordan Graham, Michael Zyro, Nuadiko, Shabani, Dadashov, Johnny Twice, Chikino, now Kalajic. That's in the last eight years alone. Bayliss, are we cursed with ACL injuries? <laughs> Uh, I mean, when you play a sport like football, it's like a big risk. It can happen. So are we like... That's a lot though, isn't it? Eight like, years. It is a lot. Eight players. It's one of those injuries that happen playing a sport like that. So Johnny's had, Johnny's had two, isn't he, as well? Yeah, two. It's just bad luck. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's why we fetishise about the Nuno era, era so much? And when you go, oh, we can't think of games where we've been electric and stuff. And, and I think we forget how lucky we were with injuries under Nuno because we just, that, that those first probably two seasons, the one championship and the first one back in the Premier League, mm. never any. It makes yeah, we such a difference, doesn't it? Especially at this level. It fell apart towards the end, um, didn't it? With obviously Raul's injury and that. But yeah, definitely. We had a good run with that small squad, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um Otherwise, Harry, um, 
what did you think of the performance? And Huang obviously coming on late on. Um, Gedesh, not really seen much of him to make me think mm. he's going to be pulling up any treats anytime soon. It'd be good to see some improvement from him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just on the performance, though, it was it was nervy, but we got the job done. I thought Nunes had a good game. Obviously, got the assist for the goal. He probably one of the standout performers for me. I thought Johnny second half was really good. After we criticised him a lot last podcast, didn't we about his form? But I thought he had a good yeah. game. Nearly scored as well. That shot he had, I thought it was dropping in the South Bank end. And yeah, I mean, look, Southampton had their moments and we've got, I think statistically, we have got the best defence in the league, haven't we? Um, I read somewhere, I don't know if that's still the case, but that's our strength, isn't it? Our defence, we've got a clean sheet. It's just at the other end where our problem's been and it was a bit it of a... have to still be the case. We haven't conceded. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know. I could be wrong on these stats. But um, yeah, but the goal was a bit of a scruffy one, as mentioned. I don't think he meant it. And uh, we've just got to try and be more clinical in front of goal, haven't we? Like Neto's miss, as mentioned. But the three points was massive. It takes the pressure off a little bit going into uh, the weekend's game against Liverpool. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, we're talking about um, goals that don't go in and chances that don't go our way and stuff. But how lucky were we that Che Adams... I don't know what he's doing when it, that handball happens. It's the worst miss I've ever, ever seen. Cool. I think it's it is worse the worst than Carnage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's not a miss, it went in. That is bad. Hand of God. It's unbelievable how he missed that. Which one you want when he hit the bar? It's so he poor. Did he did. No. No, when he, he, when he handballed it. He like jumped at the ball. All he had to do was nod it in. and It, he hit, well, it, it did go in, but he handballed it. In. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. So bad. But did you, know you see what? it? He was actually good the entire game. He was an absolute pest. When he was bumping into um, yeah. Saar, when Saar was trying to run out, he was like shoulder barging it. I was like, bloody hell, mate. He was definitely uh, giving us a handful. You've always rated him, haven't you, Bayliss? I have. Should sign him up. But uh, just on Huang as well, Sam. Sorry. Um, the booze when he came on, I thought that was... Uh, there weren't many by us, though. I was going to say, yeah. You could hear it, though. And 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 then, obviously, the South Bank then broke into song for him, which I thought was a good touch. Because although he has been absolutely awful, to boo one of your own players is just not the way forward, is it? It's just not. No. No, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't know why you'd boo a player at, at any point, unless, like, they've volleyed a cat like Kurt Zuma. Um <laughs> I do, yeah, I mean, if, if a player's out of form, then he's out of form and he needs picking up. He doesn't need to, you to tell him that he's shit. And that, that would be my <laughs> opinion, anyway. Um, I think there's a slight lag on this stream. So if I talk over you, I'm sorry, because I think there's a, there's a little bit of a, a lag that, that's my end. Um, but can let's I, um, pick up on a couple of things from last week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was, I was obviously not around and I listened to the podcast just picking up on a couple of things. One, near the end, Jack says it'd be terrible if someone does their ACL. The <laughs> Jinxed it. Cheers, Jack. Stay in Rome. Um, secondly, I think I was very misrepresented about what I said about Samedo. I actually bollocked 
uh, Jimenez as much as Semedo. I just thought that they should have tried to get out there. I know it's an absolute wonder strike, but I think your defenders should, or anyone in the vicinity, should not make it a free volley, even though it's a fucking steam round. It's been good though. Any Semedo, though, unless you've got to admit it, this season. Been one of our best players. We be- I thought we were better Saturday without him, to be perfectly honest. I thought Johnny, who you lot gave a lot of stick last week, he played well, was superb. Mm. And you've got to give him credit for that. He was so, better on the right, to be fair. And the difference Aignori, is Bayless. Aignori gets forward is. well but can't defend. And Semedo can defend, but it's crap going forward. So we're knackered. I just want to say something, though. The difference is we praise and criticise players when it's fair. With Semedo, you literally criticise him when he's really good. You like, just said he's good going back, but he's crap going you've forward. Got, you've, you, know, you have got a bit of an agenda against him. We haven't got an agenda against Johnny. We just mentioned he had a bit of a bad run of form the last few games. And then we praised him after to Saturday's game. I don't know. I think you do a bit of role reversal and try and overly praise Semedo because of the fact. And I think when no. you look at it, the games we've played this season, the best we've had now is with Eight Nori and Johnny. And fair enough, we did look dodgy at the back, but you got to try and score them. We can't go out to try and win a game nil-nil. And the best two attacking options down those sides are Johnny and Eight Nori. I know that he's dodgy at the back, Eight Nori. We know that he's a bit weak and he makes mistakes, but I think we've got to try and score goals. Yeah. Did you not see Samado's assist against Preston for Adama? You can go to the whenever he wants. Are Preston like one of the worst performing teams at the moment? Are they like Probably. absolutely like rock bottom or so? not rock bottom, but they're really bad? Found his level. Did a job. Um, let's have a look at the elephant in the room, which is Diego Costa. I think when everybody... Uh, saw the news coming through that Kladjic had done his ACL, instantly go on the free transfers that are available, instantly go, oh, Diego Costa's available. Bailey, I've got to come to you first because actually the two players we've been linked to are people that you have probably mentioned every single season that we've been doing the podcast. And they are, one, Diego Costa because he's, quotes, a shit house, and B, Andy Carroll because he's massive shit house. He, uh, he is not a shit Linked to both of them. Uh Diego Costa is not a shit house. He is the lord of shit houses. <laughs> he is king shit house, and I love him. Now I probably said this five years ago when he was in a touch of form and a decent player, and he hasn't played that much football. He's been over in Brazil. God knows what he's going to be like, but oh, cannot wait to see him play. I just, I cannot wait to see him just go through someone. And let's give us a bit of fight. Hear the South Bank get excited when he squares up to someone after a tackle. Just something to give Wolves a bit of oomph and that chance that he finds a bit of form again. He's back in the Premier League and gets a couple of goals. I mean, it's such a shame this isn't a few years ago and he came to us in those, you know, earlier days. But mm. out of the two, it's definitely got to be Costa, hasn't it? Harry, how do you feel about it? Because I, I'm I'm really not sure that I like his not his. It's hard to find the right word. It's his temperament within the dressing room. It's his influence he has on the squad. I think he is a troublesome player. I don't know if he's right. If he's a right fit, um, I don't know what you think. But with you know, it, yeah, it's bad time we haven't got a striker. But actually, it's what is it? Thirteen games before the transfer window opens again mm-hmm. is. I know it's a good chunk of the season. You know, it's pretty much a third of the season, but um, it, it's a it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? And realistically, how long is it going to take him to get 
to some sort of match fitness. He hasn't played since the 12th of December, 2021. So that's getting on for 10 months ago since mm. he last played a game. It's a long, long, long time. And, it, you know, the Premier League is physical and he's going to be have, have to be doing some running around, to be fair. Do you think he's got it in him? Do you think the gamble will pay off? I hope it does, but it, the gamble's, it's, it, we've got to do it. I mean, Raul's got an injury, picked up another injury, obviously, before the Southampton game. And my initial thoughts were excitement. I know he's not the same as the one we remember at Chelsea. But like Bailey said, he he's a shit house. He is. He, he'll get about it, put himself <laughs> about it. He, he'll have that bit of attitude we need, like a bit of ruthlessness going forward. He, he might not score 10 to 15 goals, but... I'm excited. It's going to give everyone a lift as well, isn't it? it? Like the fans are buzzing about it. I mean, look at the comments now. Everyone's saying they're excited for him to join. And I am too. And if he can find any sort of his old form, and hopefully he's fit enough. <laughs> well, but at the time of recording, he hasn't even done his, his medical. So hopefully he should have signed by uh, the time this is released on the podcast platforms. But I'm excited. And I'd put him in ahead of Raul at the moment as well, because we've been criticising Raul for weeks on this podcast. And he can't be no worse, can he? I'd put him straight in there, and I just hope he can uh, bag a few goals. I've just, I've just seen the comments. It's taken two hundred episodes, but cheers, Dean. <laughs> Bailey's absolutely bang on. Uh, Bailey's absolutely bang on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, re- I'm, I'm really mixed about. It. I mean, when you say that, there, it seems to make a lot more sense. And I see loads of rival fans on Twitter going, "Oh my god, what? That's a panic signing." And it's like, "Yes, it is a panic signing." Yeah. We, we're panicking because we haven't got any strikers. That's the reason that we're we're going out there. That's exactly the reason. Um, do you think he'd be good for someone like Chem Campbell to to be around and to learn off Harry? Do you potentially the the younger attacking players in the squad? Do you think he will help? Chem Campbell will probably stay away from him. He'll be shitting himself and training. He won't get anywhere near him. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe, yeah. But is he that type of player? I don't know. He's he, he just he just lead by example, wouldn't he, with the way he is? It, it like, is the main problem. It will only, like, if he goes through someone in training, yeah. that is like the worst and he's, possible. His disciplinary record ain't the best, is it? And with VAR in the Premier League now, he can't get away with what he used to be like for Chelsea. He'll be getting sent Is it off, right he's never uh, had a Premier League red card? Surely that's not right. No, I can't be wrong. It was, I saw that on the Twitter, so it's probably wrong. But if he hasn't, he's had plenty of bookings and things like that. God. But um, yeah, he's and like he's Gary Waskett, though, isn't he? He's the best free transfer. Like, was it Andy Carroll, the other person we were linked with? If not him, I mean, come on. Yeah, you'd rather go for Costa, wouldn't you, over Andy Carroll? So it's just been at the Albion, Andy Carroll. I'm excited, and I think he will be a bit of a shirt seller as well. I know he's only here for a year, but people are going to be back getting him on the back of the shirt and things like that, aren't they? And it's made worldwide news, hasn't it? Every outlet you look on. Yeah. A report in this news it's exciting isn't it that's what we want we want entertainment and yeah it might not work out but it's give us as a fan base an absolute buzz hasn't it and i'm, I'm excited to see him play hopefully he can be ready for saturday is it bad if i just peel the letters off my 2019 shirt <laughs> <a new> one. <laughs> the old custer <laughs> um how much do you think he's gonna be on dan would you reckon? Because I think that, that could, 80, that's one thing about squad balance and all that. Yeah, but that's just, that blows everybody else out of the water, doesn't it? And then to me, if you're oh, on that kind of on you have to earn it. So you have to be like Ruben Nevers and you have to be Jan Martino. But, you know, they've, they've built that built to that level. They've come in, you know, Martino came here as what, 30, 31? Yeah, yeah, but he's on 100 grand, years old. So probably is now, but I mean, he didn't he didn't come off the, he didn't, we didn't sign Martino at 33 years old. He hasn't played for 10 months and he's playing in Brazil. You know, he came from Monaco. He was thirty-one and still playing for the national side. Um, Richard Rod have more Champions League goals than the rest of them put together. I think. 
Um, oh dear. Um, yeah. So, what would how would you rate out a ten if it does come through, Harry? In terms of excitement, a ten. A bill. Well, it's a bit concerning. Nobody has uh, took a gamble on him since. What well, is it? December, January time. But overall, I, I'd say about a seven out of ten because we're getting excited. But is he going to do it on the pitch? That's the question. Damn for you. Yeah, I completely agree. Like as a potential signing and something to talk about, it's absolutely brilliant. It's ten out of ten. Um, let's see if he's still got it in him. I'm quite happy to give him a run because Raoul's done nothing so far. So. I just can you imagine eighth of October? He scores the winner at Chelsea and then shushes all their fans. <laughs> <laughs> also, he, well, like, at the pitch, like. he's like he's like it's a bit of a weird one for Foson and Jeff to go for, isn't it? It's very out there for them. It's not something they usually do go for someone like him. We so. have to panic. Yeah, you can't, you're not going to get through a season without a striker. Yeah, well, Huang. <laughs> I said, you can't get through a season without a strike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the true. thing. I was looking at all the free transfers, and you're just thinking, no, no, no. Oh my god, there's literally no one around. And at the top I of think the it was list, v- worth the Vidra, most money. Sturridge, Carroll, and Costa are about the only four with any note. Mm. Vidra, mm. no. Sturridge, I mean, He's a shit house. <sighs> nah, surprise. Sturridge is still Spaniel Sturridge. Yeah, <laughs> Spaniel story. Now, let's see how it goes, though. But it's exciting. And hopefully, obviously, we're recording this, what is it, half eight on a Wednesday. Hopefully, he passes tomorrow, medical. Isn't it? medical. Yeah, he's tomorrow. Fit. Imagine if he rocks up and he ain't even fit enough to pass. That'd be hilarious. No, yeah. <laughs> there was pictures of him in the, in the gym, think, though, wasn't yeah, there, looking good. Out. I mean, surely yeah, this I think is going to be the easiest job for a doctor of all time. They're going to go, yeah, <laughs> crack on. <laughs> Yeah, he's fine. He's on crutches. He's fine. He's absolutely fine. Just let him crack on. Um, let's talk about Liverpool. Um, we haven't won there since uh, 2010, and that was when Stephen Ward uh, put one past, I think it was Pepe Reina. Uh, in the Premier League. Pretty much ended the reign of Roy Hodgson. Yes, in the Premier League. Good shout. Yeah, we're not um, Harry, this time round, what were you thinking? Starting 11? I mean, they haven't been the best, have they? Let's be honest. They've um, struggled. They drew with Everton. I watched a bit of that game. And I think we can get at them. And if Costa's in there, we throw him in. And it's probably one of those games that will suit us a little bit because we'll be soaking up pressure and trying to hit him on the counter. You'd imagine even with four at the back, I think that'll be the tactic. Um, we've just got to take our chances. Similar to the, the game last game of the season. Obviously, Neto put us 1-0 up early. If we can do that and then have something to hold on to and just try and frustrate them. It'll be hard because obviously the talent they've got up front, but their midfield is looking very weak, isn't it? At the moment, they're playing like Milner, Harvey Elliott, and things like that. I think Henderson's injured, isn't he? So I'd uh, hope we'd win the midfield battle, and I think we can get something. I'm not as fearful as I would have been last season going to Anfield. I think we've got a chance. Do you reckon, uh, Bayless? How many will uh, Diego Costa score? Well, can he can he be registered in time to even play? Is the question. We don't know. That is a good point. Don't know. But one thing I would say is I like the way Everton went about playing them. They didn't sit too deep. And when they went, they all went together. So, Sam's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to see us just have a go at them. I'd probably start Adama in place of Neto. I don't think Neto's done a hell of a lot to keep his position so far. So, get Adama in. Pudence the other side. If Costa is fit, available and ready... Why not? 
If not, I guess it's Wang. Oh God! No, I think yeah, I, I think yeah, go. um, I think we'll stick with the four-three-three. I do. I don't know if I agree with it. He'll stick with Nunes, Martinho, and Neves in midfield. But like you say, Costa in, in there if we can. But if not, it's got to be Quang, isn't it? It's got to be Quang. Maybe Guedes, but I didn't think a lot of Guedes, to be honest, so far. No, he no. Looked all right, but... But I think, although we spoke about Huang being booed against Southampton, he went too bad when he came on, was he? Like, he didn't, didn't he went wrong. amazing. So maybe he'll have to be the option if Costa don't is not ready to go. So maybe him for the middle. I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's a free hit, isn't it? Kind of these next two games are, but it would be nice to pick up a, it, a few it could bonus points. to be four or five nil if they turn up. But yeah, well, given how they've been <laughs> playing recently, it could be a good game. We forget they did put nine past Bournemouth, though, don't we? But, so they are capable of absolutely smashing teams still, but they have not been the same Liverpool. I mean, their new lad Darwin Nunez is with a Z in it. He's uh, you know the best of starts, has he? So I don't want to say yeah, that. He makes the easy things look. Hard to be fair to um, Harry. Do you think this is a game for Samedo and Johnny rather than Johnny and Eight Nori? Well, that's a tough question because obviously we know we, we say all the time Eight Nori defensively at the best, and we're going to be doing a lot of defending. So maybe Johnny left back, Samedo right back, but then Eight Nori on the counter would be great, wouldn't he? And he had a really good game at uh, the last game of the season there, didn't he? From memory, so tough decision for Bruno on that one for me. I'd probably just gamble and put him left back anyway because they're likely to score whoever's left back, to be honest. So let's have him there for his attacking advantages he brings to us. I'd, I'd stick him in there at left back. And maybe uh, I agree, Like, but Johnny had a really good game against Southampton, so maybe he'll keep his place as well at right back. Yeah, fair appraisal. Reckon Dan. Yeah. yeah. Can't disagree. Uh, score prediction, Harry? Oh, my God. I'm going to say a really hard fought two-one loss. Let's not be too biased towards Wolves. Although I think we've got a chance. I think we will lose. I think we're uh, a, bit, a bit of a tight two-one loss. Damn. Honestly, I think it'll be two or three in Liverpool. But if looking at their position and how they've played recently, I'd say we can go there and get a one-all. If Wolves, if Wolves turn up, play our best. Yeah. There's the possibility we scrape it, or we could fight out a one-all or something. Well, uh, I'm feeling actually quite optimistic and I don't really know why. Uh, I'm going to try and watch it with my dad, who's a Liverpool fan. Um, So that will ruin my weekend. Um, Let's get your latest betting odds. And we won't bother with the ticket news seeing as Jack isn't here, uh, unless Harry can find some. Um, But, I mean, last time the ticket news was, there's tickets available. (laughs) Fuck off. It's like that one way the the bloke goes, I've got 50p, fuck off. That's basically what it was. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I ain't in the know like Jack. But the the one news I did give the last time I did ticket news was uh, my mate won a ticket on the ballot for Liverpool. So there is hope oh. for us all. I never thought anyone I know would win one because it's so unlikely. No. no. Right. Go for it, what got, got. I just had a little look. I mean, the one that's absolutely inevitable if it's a really close game and Wolves play really well is 1-0 Jota, 22-1. to one. Ooh. Fair. Um, then, I don't know. I thought Johnny's performance was really good. He got so close with his effort. A one-all draw, which is my sort of positive spin on it, and Johnny to get that first one is 290 to one. Wow. And now you're going to have to concentrate on this because Skybet have now got a bet builder. So I was having a little fiddle. They do. So listen carefully. And then you went on Under there. two and a half goals. Daniel pretends to score in any at any time. 
Ruben Neves to have one plus shots on target and there to be over nine corners in the game. God. Ooh. That's going to be bad. 200 to one. You're putting a quid on? That's not bad. We've got to score a goal for it to come in, though. I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am going to have... I, every game this season, I've had, I've had my 4-1. Pure, the amount of money I've lost on this bet now over the years is getting silly. Like, but I've got to keep having it. I only put £2.50 on every time now, but... I've got to do it because one week I don't do it, it's going to come in, isn't it? I'm not going to do it the one time and we're going to win 4-1, so I'm going to keep doing it. Can you not do it this week so we win 4-1 now? <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah. Are you going um, to the Harry? No, no. you got a ticket? No, I'm away. Jack, Jack will be going, will Jack's going. I can't make it. Um, it's rare, like three o'clock on a Saturday, it's uh, off these type of games usually. Yeah, it's really Sunday weird, yeah, because you think they'd yeah. normally... Yeah. And live at time of recording. Liverpool are playing tonight, so if they're knackered and have made some rotations, I hope that's an advantage to us. They must be playing now. I haven't looked at the score. Definitely. Oh, that's a great shout, Stuart Parks. In the comments, I was going to bring this up. Adama Traore, because I think the Turkish transfer window is still open, isn't it? And they really want uh, Galatasaray. They really want strikers. Adama Traore. So, <laughs> yeah, a little swap deal. But I think uh, he said as well, Adama, if he does go. He wants more money, the cheeky gets. It's all about money with Adama these days, isn't it? Wants his pay rise. He wants to be the highest paid player for us. I haven't done anything yet. Um, exactly. There's 35 minutes around gone. a bit and then, then... At time of recording here, 35 minutes gone in Napoli. Mm. It's 2-0 Napoli. Oh my God, that's a, that's a good sign for us for Saturday. <laughs> Excellent. They've got no centre midfielder, have they? Perfect. Okay, well, we'll leave episode 200 there because the lag that is my end is doing my head in. Um, but we'll we'll try and do something special at some point, maybe for episode 300. Uh, but otherwise, I'll say <laughs> goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yes, uh, d- typical us, isn't it? On a, a milestone episode, just complete shambles. But cheers, everyone, for listening. And uh, <laughs> I hope it was bearable. <laughs> and Dan Bayliss. Oh, goodbye, everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.